Looking for podcasts to listen to? Check out our collection of shows on the Brothers Bear Network. First up, Brothers Bear Podcast, a comedy show where two brothers and their friend talk about everything from movies, music, and their love for everything geek. Or 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, where you hop into our DeLorean and go back in time with a podcast that talks about the past, including pop culture, video games, random life stories, but mostly about the movies from our past. There's also Disney Plus Podcast, a show with four hosts talking about what's on Disney Plus. Each week, we'll watch something that's only on Disney Plus and review slash discuss the movie or show. We'll also talk some Disney history, news, or related topics about Disney. And last, Monkey Monsters Podcast is now Monkey Monsters Midweek Podcast, a show about family life, relationships, movies, stories of our past, having kids, and arguing slash debating over which is better, pancakes or French toast. All shows are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. This is the Brothers Bear Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Used to, but before I would always wear a hat like those paper boy hats because I didn't want no one seeing me fall like just drove me crazy because I hated it I missed my hair dude I cried that, that's, I what, my I hair. that's what I think it's so much better to just be like yeah I'm owning this this is me you know like it looks so nice yeah <laughs> so it's like oh just you know it's like luckily because then afterwards it's like I started seeing especially like on tv you'd see people who are bald or anywhere around mm. and their heads were misshaped because I used to watch Hell's Kitchen a lot mm. back in the day and then there is this one chef contestant his head looked really lumpy and weird and yeah. i'm like god i'm like i'm glad my head doesn't look like that so it's <laughs> <laughs> karma man <laughs> all right hey everybody listening right now you uh we have already gone live that's right ladies and gentlemen we're talking about my bald head this is 88 miles per <laughs> hour podcast i'm your host santos and as always i'm joined by Ready, Morales, how are you? Live from Melrose, California. Yes, and this is the beginning of something special for us. For the yes. month of August, we, we are doing a special crossover episode. That's yes. right, ladies and gentlemen. Crossing. You've seen it so much where you saw the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers join forces. You saw in the 80s where all the cartoon characters tried to stop some kid from doing drugs. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is our version of the crossover. That's right. Our friends at Lore School Podcast have joined us. They are here with us live from the UK. Please introduce yourselves and say hello. Well, I don't know if I can live up to that amazing, like, hype welcome. It's just these two goth weirdos, like, oh, hi, um, we do a podcast. It's really it's about dolls. Uh, uh, thank you so much for having us on. Uh, it's such a privilege to be like, um, even when I was a kid, to be able to sit here and be like, there's uh, a conversation going on, and I can see both of you, uh, not even across the Atlantic, but across the whole United States, even. Like, that's such a privilege to be able to do that, I think. Yes. So thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Yes, it's very nice to have this communication, especially during these times that we are living. You're experiencing it on the other side of the world. And mm. as well, we're all connected in this pandemic. But uh, we've got this great show here for people to uh, enjoy. 
it's mad, isn't it? It's like we're all it's we're more connected than we ever were, but we're also all staying in our own houses and keeping away from <laughs> yeah. people well, and wearing masks when we go out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it, it, it's crazy, but what's cool is that for those who are home, they you know they they need something to entertain themselves. It's like boom, they they there's so much more podcasts and like I think a lot of podcasts have started because of mm. quarantine than before like so it's it's actually cool it's it's kind of kicked in some creative juices and so mm. many people like like freddie mr freddie well i'll just jump to freddie because i haven't talked to him about this yet i've been waiting but this guy i've been seeing a lot of your art pop online man what's that all about thank man? you you know when you have a lot of time you sit there and say you know what i have time to paint and i never had time in my life Living here in Los Angeles, we live in a fast-paced life. I'm a mm -hmm. musician full-time, and, well, there's no concerts. There's no shows, so I'm home. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to dive into color. And I've been sketching. I've been painting. I've been doing digital as well as uh, the old-school paint, and I'm enjoying it. I mean, I've done probably two paintings or two sketches in one day. That's how much time, yeah. you know, I have. That's how much I freedom you have. Yeah, there's a lot of freedom, you know, a lot of colors. What a lot of freedom, colors, eh? you know, you know. <laughs> when are you going to paint me like I'm one painting. of your French girls, bro? Exactly. <laughs> well, there's no French women here. L.A. girl. There's oh, no French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I go to France and, if you know, I'll paint you a real French woman. But no, I can't go over there. I can't even get a ticket to go over there right now. But uh, no, it's been very... Um, therapeutic my anxiety it calms it yeah uh, i love it i mean last night i was up my girl and i were watching we couldn't sleep these past few days here in la we've been kind of just very it's been weird we had an earthquake early in the oh morning yes at four o'clock don't you just love morning. la people they're like oh yeah we had an earthquake like what <laughs> like, oh, you okay? hey, what was it like we're, a, wait, a we're from point. la we're from LA. oh yeah an earthquake and, that's and, fine and, yeah yes and oh yeah it was an earthquake yeah it's like yeah you know, that... it's part of life now if you're from california i mean people Most... are like you know oh my god it's it's scary but you got if you're gonna be from california you gotta know that the one time you're gonna experience an earthquake and before this earthquake, there were so many others that I never even felt. My friends would, hey, there was an earthquake. Never felt it. Last night, for the first time, I, my cats woke me up. Yeah. I had two Sphinx cats. And then I got up. Like, I sensed this feeling. <laughs> and we both experienced an earthquake at 4.30 in the morning. It was a big, a pretty jolty. 4.2 came out of San Francisco. So maybe the San Andreas is ready to burst. <laughs> hey, that's all we need here on 2020, right? <laughs> right we got yeah, a pandemic, we got protests, and then we have the big major earthquake coming soon. So yeah. Would you guys call it, um, uh, you save that for sweeps, right? When the ratings start going down, we'll have the earthquake that destroys yeah. California. We'll, we'll, we'll do all earthquake-related uh, episodes. Yes. We'll do uh, 2012 earthquake <laughs> from 75, I think, right? Yes. My, my mom and dad went to go see that movie. My mom said she was so scared. She was like, oh, my God, I walked out of Hollywood and the buildings were still up. That's how crazy that movie was <laughs> well, for them. It's like in Hollywood, there's this theater. It's uh, for those of you that uh, it's called, I think it's called the Cinerama Dome. And yes. it's this one in, on, on Hollywood. Where is it Sunset? Yeah, on Sunset Boulevard next to Amiibo Records. There's this theater, right? And it was designed to give you this feel of like you're being like you're surrounded by 
by the screen, you know? So the panoramic did, type of, yes. When you would watch that movie earthquake from like, I think it was 76, 75. I don't know. Yes. Good um, film. It gave that feeling of like, Oh, you're part of it. And I think they also moved the seats. Yeah. So like, you're like in the theater when the earthquake hit in the movie, people like freak the hell out, you know, back when you're like, Holy hell. I mean, you know, it was much easier to scare people yeah, that's, back when. That, so. That's another good movie to review. We should re- uh, review that one. Oh, actually, Earthquake, not review. Yeah. We should revisit. We're revisiting this yes, movie. Yes, revisit. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, yeah. Well. So, so yeah. So, you had an earthquake and, and, and painting has been very good. So, I'm going to make yeah. you a painting. And also, for our friends out in the UK, I'll paint you something. I'll send it out. Oh, awesome. Oh, Thank you. you. All <laughs> right. So, so going to our guest, Lorsco, for, for those who don't know what that is, uh, <laughs> tell us about your podcast. <clears throat> tell us what is Lore School. Um, Law School is a very inaccurately named podcast. Uh, we started <laughs> off talking about... Uh, we still try to. So we yeah, have a running theme of... We talk about the history behind a doll franchise known as Monster High, which has a really like in-depth and like ridiculous amount of like history behind it. It's bizarre. For, for a line of ch- you know, children's toys, they put so much... Research. creative effort and yeah. into oh. building the whole like the world around it which is not it's not necessary at all but there was some talented um you know writers and creators and people yeah. who were involved with that so mm-hmm. you started telling me about it one day didn't you yes so we were on a call like an actual phone call and um we talk a lot and <laughs> i mentioned a name that was a pun name and it made him laugh really hard and then he was like we should record us talking about this so we started to talk about that but then we kept seeing films and musicals that we also wanted to tell people about so we created what we call the after school club which is still part of the law school Mm -hmm. but it's basically like themed around like going to an after school event or activity but it's basically where we just review musicals or we review tv shows and films and we do whatever we want so then it means that when you guys did the last episode, the art of self-defense, that mm-hmm. was after school then. Yes. Okay. Yeah, kind of. I think that um, podcasting is, or at least it should be, a very uh, egalitarian kind of platform in that everyone should be on the same kind of playing field. Anyone can start an RSS feed. Anyone can just grab their mobile phone and just start recording and make a podcast. And we're all sort of, you know, together in that if you know what I mean. So um, just the fact that we were like, hey, this is a really niche, weirdo topic. No one else is doing it. So (laughs) like it it kind of belongs to us a little bit. And I kind of feel that about the really like amateur music that I record. Um, I do the, for each episode, I try and do um, a cover or something kind of inspired by, and I play it on acoustic guitar. And just banjo. Oh, banjo. Um, Yeah, the banjo. All right. uh, So then that means that would, for for the last episode, for again, the um, art of self defense, I kept hearing like it was just a strumming of a guitar, but it was, I think, like, was it the the Pixies, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so that Uh, was you playing that? Yeah. It was, yeah. Oh, right on. (laughs) All music is done by boy, or everything else is done by me. (laughs) Yeah, she is like, she is the tortilla the whole <laughs> uh, soul together. You know, mira, he's a tortilla. Oh, yeah. 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 On the yeah. 
<laughs> she, she like holds the good. whole thing together. Thank you. Um, and I am like the, you know, like the spicy meat that is inside. Yeah, use the spicy um, meat. The spicy meat there. So what I did with that one was to just transpose it up a key. Um, Freddie, you know, probably know all this stuff better than I do. Uh, so yeah. Um, no, I don't. I'm not. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is, so instead of playing it in the key that Frank Black from Pixies plays, I just popped it up an octave. And yeah. that's why it kind of sounds a bit different. But then like that's you know um it's not copyright then you know what i mean it's a, we also give them you changed like it it's it, it's your cover so, yeah we also give them like pun names because we're not like we're not lawyers so we don't yeah. really know too much about copyright and whether like we can actually do a cover on our show so we end up giving them pun based names or like silly names that basically are similar to the original, but obviously different enough that you wouldn't know necessarily yeah. if you didn't know. Wow, that's very interesting. Never thought of, yeah. And I guess that for, you know, when you do live performances in a, in a um, is, is tribute band a, um, you know, is that a derogatory term or is, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 and it is. Let's I, mean? Say, I mean, tribute band is, is a band that is not a cover. It's a tribute to an artist mm -hmm. It's more uh, than a cover. It's more than a cover. It's pretty much recreating. And, and I can kind of just give you a good definition because I've lived it. I've, I've learned about it. I respect it. Yeah, a lot of tribute. Oh, my God, you're a tribute band. No, oh, no. it's just a tribute uh, band. Yeah, right? yeah, it's not. No, it's a recreation of something that was original. And maybe yeah. even the tribute band might even add. But I think, you know, tribute is, is a well, I mean, it is. You're doing a tribute of someone. Mm. Uh, of a recreation of a project. And um, that's what you're doing too. You're doing your own little tribute of mm. your song, what, taking it up a notch and changing yeah. it. You know, an original is an original, but then if you change it, once you change it, it's not an original anymore. You know? yeah. And then you, the mechanicals get different, the licensing and all that. Let's put it this way. <laughs> the ones who are after you are the record companies. The artists yeah. today are, hey, play my music, let people remember me. You know, yeah. and, and I think right now we're being attacked by all this copyright stuff that, you know what, Ch chill, relax. We mm. are the new generation, you're a generation that we're spreading the muse of, of music in our own way. And I think it's beautiful that we have this mm. technology yeah. and you're able to, sorry that I just went off. No, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, Santos. I feel just, very strong about yeah. it, you know? It's my hey, pure, These music my nerds are just going off, and I mean, like, so just derail this podcast completely. <laughs> this is the music school podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, they're like, hey, come on, I want to hear about movies. Shut <laughs> up, you guys. Yeah, fucking guys, man, those two guys, Santos, they really just take the other, yeah. or the other direction. <laughs> so, speaking okay. of movies, I want to mm, know yes. from Boy and Girl, Yes. Like, since we're going films here, real quick, what would be your favorite movie? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. um, okay, so I, I'm one of these people who like, um, you know, they're like, I know art, but I don't know what I like. <laughs> um, I would say like, you know, different films in different genres. Um, I think that like films that uh, affect you personally, do you know what I mean? So just off the top of my head, really super, super cliche, um, but The Nightmare Before Christmas, all right, right on. Um, That's good. When I was about, oh, I good don't choice. know, maybe like three or four years old, I remember yeah. seeing the VHS. Wow. In, I've, I've still got it somewhere in a purple cover. And I remember begging, 
begging my mother for this video. I didn't know what it was or like what, what it, and I don't even think it was Christmas at the time. Yeah, it was probably oh like so. And I remember, and she was like, oh my God, no, this looks weird. This looks scary. It's horrible. And she still thinks that to this day. Um, but it's a film that said to me, do you know, it's, it's okay to be weird. Do you know, not everyone is a Christmas person. Some people are Halloween people. And that's, that's not a bad thing. You know, your idea of what is fun and your idea of what is uh, in like a good time is maybe not the same as other people, and that's still valid. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it is. Sorry, I dropped, I dropped my cane. Okay. <laughs> I'm so old, you made me feel oh, so senora. old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that movie is beautiful. I mean, yes, and like mm. you said it, everything, I mean, here, my girlfriend, she's a hairstylist, she loves Halloween. Mm. We have Halloween, <laughs> Halloween lights all year up. We don't take mm. them down. Why? Yeah. We just like that feeling. And uh, that's a good choice of film. What about you? Mine yeah, is probably is a more modern film. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's probably The Fault in Our Stars. And the main reason for that is because uh, I read the book and I was going through a significant time in my life. And the, I related a lot to the characters mm. in the book at the time. And so I felt like I could like relate to it. And then I saw the film. And like it made me cry and then I saw the film like so many times and every single time it still makes me cry so like I think that would probably be one of my favorite films I think a lot of people would agree with you it's gonna go right back to you guys because we are with this series that we're, we're doing yeah these movies we we have a, a a set of films that normally me and Freddie we're always like, what should we do? So on and so forth. Sometimes it's like, all right, Freddie, you got this month. I got this month. But what we decided for this crossover episode, we're going to let the guests pick the movies. So they're okay. they're coming on and they're going to be able to talk about the movies. Well, with Lorsco, I asked them, what would you guys like to do? And they picked Willow, but they had a reason behind it. So I want to know as to what was your reason behind choosing Willow? Why did yes, you guys I want? Was, yeah, me too. I so want to know. I'd like to know as well. Um. <laughs> no, this started with a conversation between me and Boy. Mm -hmm. um, because we were, we wanted to do this crossover and we were like constantly thinking back and forth what film we should suggest you guys do. And Boy suggested that we should do a very stereotypical British film. And he gave me two suggestions at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and well, he gave me four, but two of them I said no to because I would think they would really be awkward to do. Mm -hmm. And so I just, uh, we were talking about it and I have never seen Willow. I'm not a big film fan, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> great choice for a film podcast, uh, right? Yeah, when you just, <laughs> I don't even like stupid movies. I don't, I don't. No, really but that's good. See, this is, see, you guys are already, because I, that's a good show. You picked this movie. I mean, yeah. it's a good choice for, to start this, but I I never watched this film either. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of when I was like, I will, I you know, I'll see you later. Yeah, you know, yeah but yeah. but now I I've watched it and um, yeah, it's an interesting. Movie. So yeah, we chose Wait. it because it was a very stereotypical British film. We also have kind of a lot of knowledge about a local connection, Warwick which we'll, we'll get onto later. Uh, we also know a lot about Warwick Davis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice because he. I don't know how big he is over in America. Well, he's about four feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, all, all we know the Americans is him doing this movie. That's it. That's uh, all. Like in the UK, we would say that he's a very British celebrity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, he's on TV a lot. He's on this game show. Really? Yeah, wow. Game show. Well, he hosts a game show called Tenable in the UK. It's basically a top ten list. Um, well, it's basically at five contestants. They go on the show, and each one of them gets a category that they have to give the top 10 of. But it's like really obscure things. Like it'll be the top 10 grossing films of this specific actress. And it's like, how, who knows this information? But, but it always happens to just, just happens to be a film that Warwick Davis was in. He always references Funnily enough, and, you know, yeah. they, when they're doing these lists, it always happens to be like one that he comes And he on. always says things like, oh, I was in that film. And it's like, yeah, we know Warwick. Yes, Warwick. <laughs> Thanks, Warwick. <laughs> um, and also, you were playing what was that game you were playing no there was a so in 2014 warwick came out with an app uh, it doesn't exist anymore i'm sorry but oh. it was called pocket warwick pocket warwick what yeah pocket <laughs> it was warwick. a game in which you basically like a tamagotchi basically but with warwick davis mm -hmm. wow this guy's very uh you know he's got a lot of ideas even and so, coming so from what the did 80 you, movies what did you do with him like you fed him <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking at some of this. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. It was like a really weird, like they took multiple photos of his face and like he reacts different ways and it's just actually his face. But then he has like an animated body. Um, he obviously wants to avoid copyright himself. And so he's like renamed stuff in the game so that you can recognize the brand if you're British, but like he's renamed things and stuff so uh, that you wouldn't like what was, he, what was he watching on tv oh and if you like one of his things is you have to raise his happiness meter i guess and to do that you watch telly but the thing he watches on telly is willow <laughs> he watches himself yeah, yeah he watches, watches his own movie he's but like, it's look, like how, a, look how good i was one okay. second <laughs> clip though of, of willow not like an actual <laughs> <Which one>? thing <laughs> that's funny that's why i like wow. one of one of my favorite shows that that is um is life's too short and oh, yeah. Warwick is in it. He's like the star mm. of it, but I love it because it's like based on that pop pocket Warwick, what it sounds like, mm -hmm. he kind of has that similar thing because he is so, he's so obsessed with like himself about like, you know, like it's like, I need to be huge. I want to be a big celebrity and stuff. And he, all that exists. Like, like, you know, he's in Harry Potter, Willow, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Yeah. But I love that because you guys said you've never seen the show, right? So, I've never seen Life's okay. It was on Sky. It was on Sky. That's why. Yeah, and then, and then <laughs> Freddie, have you ever names. seen it? No, no. no okay, I'm a so musician. It's, it's cool because <laughs> it's well, it's actually a few years, like what 2010, I believe. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But what I love about the series is that, like, what it, it's it's like The Office. So it's like the Ricky Gervais because he did this show. Yeah. It was his thing. Yeah. So it's it's like in that style. Um, and what I love about it is like he runs a talent agency. For little yeah. people but all the best roles he takes for himself oh my so he God. screws everybody over um, and it's so great and his assistant is like <laughs> like like i don't know like she's very dim-witted the assistant and she's amazing like the, the when they t talk back and forth like mm. just look up like I'll, I'll i'll send you some links like when okay cool they even have like johnny depp he gets on it because he was pissed off at, at Ricky Gervais for making fun of him and all the celebrities mm -hmm. at the Grant, I mean, at the Golden Globes, but Warwick happens yeah, yeah, to be sorry. in the office. How great for you. That must be so great. You know, I'm working with a great director right now, a guy named Tim Burton. Have you ever heard of him? Of course. Yeah. The film itself is really brilliant, and um, I'm playing a very interesting character. 
Do you have any idea who my leading lady is on this film? Le in, in the Jim Burton film? Um, yeah. yeah. Helena Bonham Carter? How'd you know? Stab in the dark. She thinks you're an idiot. Sorry, have I done something to offend you? What do you mean, like, trashing me in front of, like, 200 million people? The Golden Globes? It was a while ago. I, I, they were jokes, Johnny. I didn't. Oh, they were jokes. Yeah. You like jokes? Yes. Good. Because I actually got together with a few pals after the awards, and we wrote some jokes about you. And I want you to know this. I want you to carry this with you for the rest of your days. No one makes fun of Tim Allen on my watch and gets away with it. Or when, like, um. Liam Neeson, he wants to start start doing stand up comedy. Like, trust me, like these the, this show is like hilarious. Me and my girlfriend watch it all the time, every now and again, just because it, it makes us laugh. But Warwick, like, I wish they would do more. But in the UK, you guys are so much about like doing three seasons at most and like a Christmas special, and that's it. Why <laughs> is that? Why don't you guys do like where you're like? Well, also, our seasons are like six episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. And that's how they. It's like they go. They, I think he has two seasons or something, or maybe three, and like a, an hour special, and then that's it. I was like, man, and it was such a good show, but that's it. I they, mean, not all British shows are like that. Doctor Who's a weird example. Like yes. that's got like eleven yeah. seasons now. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was funny that Warwick Davis was running a talent agency show. in that show. Yeah, because it was based off real life. Not like action. He's not that egotistical. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, he's not. <laughs> but he does actually, well, he used to. I don't know if he still does. He used to run a talent agency called Willow Management. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a talent agency specifically for dwarfs, as well as um, he does have a few people wow. who are classified as giants mm. uh, or like taller individuals. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. And I, I just, I, man, it bums me out because we were so excited. Hope because they were going to do a Star Wars celebration was coming back to the city of Anaheim where Disneyland is in California. Okay. And we were hoping like, oh man, like, you know, he's going to have, he's going to be there because he is a part of Star Wars, you know, cool. and originally we were playing Wicket. So it's like, oh, he's going to be there. So we we're so excited. And then they ended up canceling it. We're like, damn it. Mm. So it's coming back in two years, you know, so I'm hoping he's there because I really want to meet him. But it's not going to be anything like all oh, Star Wars or Harry Potter or Willow. It's all going to be about life's too short for us. Yeah. Like, I want to be like, dude, that series <laughs> was amazing. Like, I, like I, I'm, I, that's what I love him. Uh, like, I, I, that show was amazing. It was Just cosplaying as a guy in a suit and be like, hey, look, it's look, we're dressed like you. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're, we're getting close to the half hour mark. And I know a boy hates it when we don't talk about the movie where it takes a while to get to the film. <laughs> You're like, Dan, are these, this is like going to a movie and seeing four previews. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, yeah. it is. It's like the trailer. It's like when, when, when you, if you went to go see Coco, they had like a 20 minute uh, oh. video of a Olaf, like a little short, and people were pissed oh, yeah. off. Like, yeah. what the hell? I want to see Coco. I don't want to see no yeah. Olaf. I went, I once went to see a movie. I don't know what movie it was, 45 minute preview. I was like, what the hell's going on here? I, I, finished, all, I finished all my goodies. My popcorn was gone, my soda was half empty. Dude, it was like, I mean, it's, that, it's like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't go to the movies anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody goes to the movies anymore. No, no. Especially uh, now. I'd love to. At the house. At the house. Now you got home. Look, you got, now you got movie theaters at your house. You got the surround sound. You got eat all the popcorn you want. Everything. Yeah. And all in the palm of your hand. 
And the best part is you could be at home watching Willow. Yes, ladies yes. and gentlemen, 1988's Willow, starring Mr. Warwick Davis that we've brought up right now. Also, and, Val Kilmer, yeah. Mr. Iceman from Top Gun. Mm-hmm. And the Saint, Jim Morrison. Yes, yes, he did play Jim Morrison, in which when I was a little kid, I thought that was actually Jim Morrison. I didn't know that was Val <laughs> Kilmer. <laughs> oh, dude. Like, oh, he, he does by the job. way, by the way, he's he's not val kilmer anymore lately he's been having a lot of health issues i think he had mm. uh, throat cancer and he had yeah. he's he was in some he, speaking of painting check him out valkilmer.com he also paints beautiful really? paintings he does yes lives out in arizona he's got a house on there i'm a big val kilmer fan because in 91 yes that was my first time i got to see him on the big screen as jim morrison and wow to this day check that out Good time. He he did a good Jim Morrison voice and everything. And then he's done other characters. The hey, Saint. Did he do the singing? Did he do the singing? Yeah, yeah, of course he oh, did. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. yeah, it's all legit, man. He he really, really, and he's got that tone. You got, you know, Morrison wasn't a, like the greatest singer, but he had that baritone, very Frank Sinatra kind of, but Jim Morrison style, and that's what Val yeah. Kilmer. So you yeah, give us. Can you give us a taste? <laughs> <laughs> you know the day destroys the night. Night divides a day. Try to run. Try to hide. Put on your mask and run away. <laughs> yeah, for for boys, give me some weed and I'm gonna get high. Uh, Freddie used to do. He was also, also a part of a, a tribute band for uh, the the Doors, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. really quick. There we go. Hey, I, I thought I thought you guys were gonna talk a willow. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're getting it. This is the stage two previews that we've been done. Yeah, right. Stage two popcorn. The stage two previews, which are usually like trailers by the same company. Yeah, yeah. Trailers, yeah. exactly. But going back to Val, and also he's gonna be yeah. on the Top Gun movie too. Yes. Yeah. Is that coming out this year, or did they say? Nah, they're put- pushing it, pushing it till next year. Okay, yeah, because that's a big, that's a big movie that you know. So, he was on that uh, Tombstone, nineteen ninety three. Mm-hmm. He was Batman. I mean, and what? Yeah. Also, Heat, with Al Pacino. Yeah, Al Pacino. Well, Robert De Niro kind of. Yeah, they're they're both in it, but they're Robert not, De Niro like- and and Val Kilmer. I mean, and then you know Willow. He was in Willow. Yes. Which, See, that was my that was my first choice um, when we were talking about it because I thought he is such a Los Angeles movie. Oh yes, dude, you know, I love that it's movie. Like, it's like it's like one one of the characters in the movie is downtown Los Angeles. Yes, it is. And, we and, know um, it. We love our city, at, man. Yeah, and uh, and a game like say uh, Santos, you probably get GTA Five, right? Uh, um, of course. You can you can go to the areas where they have the shootouts, and they pretty much just recreated them. Um, yeah, it's in the, pretty like, impressive. The, the wow, I mean that film. I have it. I own it on all formats. <laughs> you know, um, I think it's that's very LA, and it's the best uh, performance with all all those actors. Come on, mm-hmm. Al Pacino and yeah. and and them together. And I mean, what a great cast. And and, uh, and also it, who also uh, um, another actor. I forgot he he's selling donuts and tacos now. Oh, oh, <laughs> Danny Trejo, Danny yeah. Trejo. Oh my God. Yeah, machete. Yeah, yeah. Oh, machete. He has like all these yeah. shops around LA, Hollywood. He has like. Hey, you guys, if you guys, the and... day you guys come and visit, that's who you'll see. He's all over. Okay. The cool. first, the even in the airport, if you walk in and you're, hey, we're coming, and you'll see. 
his tacos yeah. there. Danny Trejo, very successful. Yeah, have you guys ever been to to like LA or or have you guys no, ever traveled? I'd love to. LA? I I spent a bit of time in the Midwest um, years and years ago. Okay. I would love to one day. I've never yeah. been to America. No. Yeah. I do love America. I have that like idealistic view of America. I know a lot of people from America. Mm. And like I grew up like watching American based films like uh, me and my friends really love like terrible teen drama films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like we grew up with that like stereotype of like yeah. high school and like the like weirdo girl getting picked on by the popular girls. But then by the end of the film, they either make the weirdo girl really like stereotypically attractive mm-hmm. or they make her like, um, oh, I don't need to fit in because I'm so unique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 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 she's all that like that's yeah. one of those prime examples yeah uh, we we love those films. <laughs> what about you freddie have you ever been to the uk almost i was i was planning on doing a uh, depeche mode tribute tour in the uk and i love the uk the uk has always has influenced me in the 80s i mean i grew up buying imports records and and cds from the uk i mean i would spend an extra uh, that extra 20 bucks, you know, but, mm. um, no, I, I'm, I, that's what I, I traveled all Latin America, South America, but now I really want to, would like, but with this pandemic, who knows, but yes, that's, that'll be my next venture is to visit the UK. I think, um, the history, I like all that besides everything that's going on in the world. I mean, America's beautiful. The UK is beautiful. There's a lot of, uh, the culture, uh, of, of things out there and, and just history. There's so much beautiful history to discover. Like me, I, I'm the old, I'm the old dude here in this group. So I'm like appreciating life. I'm appreciating what's happening right now with us. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be 50 next year. So I've enjoyed and seen everything. I mean, it's like, it's just, you know, it's cool that we're doing this and, and sharing with the world how these movies uh, make us feel, what actors, how these actors make us feel. And, and look, we're still on the uh, topic of Willow, right? Let's get back to Willow. Uh, All right. let's They're see, like, so... man, I ate four popcorns and he's still on the top. I'm so full. Oh. All right, full. People, ladies My and gentlemen, is gonna blow. I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to, this is Willow time now. So, all right. So we will talk Willow. Okay. Um, all right. So check it out, people. Yeah. Uh, this budget, this was budgeted at 35 million. It box office at $137 million. This movie was directed by Mr. Ron Howard, who has a big filmography of films that he's directed. This is one of those Do films. Do they know who Ron Howard? You know Ron Howard? He was the narrator in Arrested Development. Yes, he was. Ah, yes. But do you know yeah. him from like any previous, uh, like early uh, 70s? Cocoon off the top of my head. Yes, he did do Cocoon. Um, Splash. Spl- oh my God, Splash. Yeah. Oh my God, uh, Splash. Yeah. I, I don't know any of these things. Oh, you, you would love Splash. It's, it's one of the campest films ever made. It, it is on, uh, if you guys have Disney Plus, it is on Disney okay. Plus. Oh, check so, that out. So yeah. Splash is on there, but it, they did edit out a little part because they didn't want to show um, Daryl Hannah's butt in the original cut. You see her because she's a mermaid who comes who comes to like she becomes human. Mm-hmm. They're very yeah. much the Little Mermaid, but they they added extra hair to cover her. So you know, the, Disney Plus is censoring little things. But yes, uh, Ron extra Howard. But hair. what he was famous for, he was a child actor, and okay. he became a director. So he was in two shows. One was first the Andy Griffith show as a little boy. And then as a teenager, he was in Happy Days. That's right. Yes. Okay. 
So, what yeah, was his so, name? What was his name in this sh- that show? I was trying to figure it out. Well, what was his name? Opie was in the was in uh, the the one two three no. four four o'clock. Oh, What's that okay. goddamn show? I just said it right okay, now. Again. Happy days. Yes, happy, happy days. days. So, what was his name on that show? <laughs> I, I just, Opie Opie Cunningham. Opie Cunningham. Opie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I just what? no no is it really. Or is that that Andy Griffith? What the hell is his name? No, not Opie. No, I I grew up with Happy Days. I know. I just promised that we his were name was like Willow, it wasn't but... Chachi. That was the other guy. The Fonz. Chachi. You had Fonz. <laughs> yeah, Chachi. Joni loves Chachi. Yeah, that was the uh, freaking. Uh, yeah. Hold on. That was what was what was his the Cunningham family? Yes. But what was his name? I thought his name is no, it's not Opie, right? It is no. um Richie, Richie Cunningham. Cunningham. Yes, thank how you. How do I yes. know? How am I the one who knows? Because <laughs> see, the RUK friends helped us. Richie! Yeah. They, they oh, I just had like a savant Richie! What a Richie. Richie! Not that Richie! <laughs> we're, we're losing her. She's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> no, I know what happy days is. I Oh, that's great. Because yeah, I with the like I grew up with a person, a father who was a lot older than. You're a bit of a. Fit, he was like thirties when yeah. he had me, yeah. so like an older father. So he was more yeah, like, like old. He was like a lot more um, <laughs> into the older shows and stuff, and so oh, okay. I've seen like clips of Happy Days because obviously I was a kid. I don't really oh. remember much about that's it. That's a good American show. There, that's that's. What You're America a bit of a fifties buff in general. Yeah, I do you? love the 1950s. I love oh, American yeah. 1950s specifically, but like 19, late 1940s, early 1960s, like the country music, mm, the like fashion. doo-wop music as they call it. Like, So were that. you a fan of, uh, like, because speaking of Ron Howard, he was in American Graffiti and that is very much because that yes. takes place in 1962. <laughs> yeah. And that you see all of that, like the drag, you know, the cars, the the mute, the the soundtrack alone is freaking amazing, you know. Um, yeah, and but pretty I, much America life, what America was. Yes, yeah. I mean, hey, you know, speaking hard- of Star Wars, Warwick Davis, directed <laughs> by George Lucas, and it was that movie that that was a massive hit that uh, that gave the studio faith for him to make Star Wars. Yeah. So if it wasn't for American Graffiti being a hit, also yeah. you would not have gotten uh, that that show Happy Days, basically. You know, exactly. It's, kinda, yep. it's like even though there was a, a a pilot, I think before that or after, but it's I think it was called This American Life, but it was made into Happy Days. So it's like yeah. So see, it's like even though we're we're not talking about Willow, we're still connected to Willow. You know, with Ron Howard, <laughs> everything's connected. Everything's Santos connected. is like the the captain on the ship, just trying to like steer <laughs> through the storm. That is Freddie and I just ranting on about <laughs> right, right, really yeah. up on our high, high horses <laughs> talking about this is arts, ladies and gentlemen. You may not understand it, and he's just like trying to get this podcast back on track. God bless you. I, I'm a, uh, I'm the, you know, I'm what's that? Was I don't remember his name, but the captain with Tom Hanks, where he goes, I'm the captain now. Whatever his character name. Oh is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cap. Uh, all right, okay. Screw it. Let's get okay. This is the film. Yeah. The Willow. Yeah. All right, Willow. Okay, Willow. All right. So so let's let's talk Willow. So why? Mm. I know you know you're picking Willow. Uh, it was your yeah. choice. So let's start off with you guys. I want you guys to tell me uh where where what, I mean just tell us about Willow. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did, um what do you hold from it? I mean when do you first remember watching it and so on and so on. Mm. Okay, I had this movie on VHS. Um, and I feel, I don't know if you guys agree, but I feel like maybe it's, it doesn't really get a fair shake. It's, uh, maybe a bit underrated, maybe, Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe a bit 
forgotten in the realm of fit like fantasy action films um yeah. when you see uh we've talked about it before but like, i play dungeons and dragons we play dungeons and dragons uh in the realm of kind of like fantasy adventures everyone is going to talk about lord of the rings you know the big ones but for me when i think of fantasy movies i think of willow and this aesthetic of everything being very earthy everything being like uh filthy and like do you know do you know what i mean like the dirty middle ages um no i know what yes. you mean <laughs> I, 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 saw, I saw the mud all over the screen yeah, mud yeah, everywhere yeah. dirty it's, hands yeah. but everybody having a good time just whoo it's so we're, yeah, out, yeah. Here, we're out here in the nature which you know that's nature very green. Uh, one thing one thing i wanted to ask you santos yeah um is this a bible story is this a bible story ah. Because, okay, no, to, just to, so we start off with a prophecy about, a ch- not the first, but you told me it wasn't the first one. No, because okay. she's killed all the all right. other children. Oh well, um, so she, you start with a prophecy about a child who was destined to unseat the monarch of the time. Yeah, right. Um, who then has a flight into another land. Right. And critically, they put her down the river Right. Like Moses. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's no, what I... Go ahead. Sorry, I was, I was just going to say that, like, there's a very strong Judeo-Christian frame, because this is the beginning of the film, right? This is the first, well, the first five scene. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is, I mean, is that, like, the lens we're supposed to look at this film through? It's to yeah. say, it's maybe... You know what? Like... It, it kind of, when I was first saw that, that's what I first saw. It took me, a, my, the Bible came to me, the whole religion, you know, the whole, I was like, are they taking this to, you know, there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... That's, that's, <laughs> no, I'm not going to see it. Not, not, this yeah. is, I'm from, no, but there's a, uh, what, I, what I meant to say is there's a, I'm really familiar with the story, like where it's going to go, okay? It's floating down the river, you yeah, know, yeah. they pick it up, you know, they're going to protect it. They got to take it to, you know, somewhere it's more sacred, more so it can live and, sure, sure. you know, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Well, it's, I was like, it's, it is the story of Moses. I mean, it, it it's like, I mean, Lucas has been known for... Um, <clears throat> for like getting like not not people would say oh he just stole ideas because even star wars but he pulls from other movies he's inspired very much like brian de palma and and i i feel like he took you know he he ran with that like i like it's so it's exactly almost the same like similar where it's like oh you got the story of moses and this is the chosen one who's gonna free you know the people of egypt so it's like it's the same like this little girl she's the prophet prophesized as the one that's gonna bring you know balance to the fort you know yeah like, or whatever I, like what she wasn't prophesized for anything in particular she was just that yeah. there was a prophecy about her exactly way, cute, cute baby well, by the way cute baby well, i think the 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 prophecy was what what's what's her name gilda no who's the evil the queen queen balmorda balmorda like she they know all all of the prophecy is like this one is gonna bring you down basically mm-hmm. like something's gonna happen that's gonna cause you to just you know so it's like all right well i need to get rid of all these these yeah. children you know so for me watching that scene all i thought about like 
<laughs> what would have happened if that kid floated down a waterfall? Like, you don't even oh know. God. That's a huge risk. <laughs> it's like, here goes the kid. You put him you in know, the basket. Exactly. And then they're like, hey, what? It, just take it back. Just put it in the river. Just whatever. Just walk away. I'm like, really, you guys? I know, dude. Will is like, a jerk. <laughs> I was like, what? You guys are just, what are you going to do? Go and chase, you know, animals? What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> you can't leave this child out in the wilderness with these Will boars, like, leave it boars alone. running around it. like crazy. You know, there's ugly boars or mm, ugly, by the way. Hey, those things are scary, man. Like, when I was, I saw this movie in the theaters as a, as a kid. My, my dad took us to go see this when we first moved to the area that we're in. And uh, I remember watching, it was a packed house that night. I loved it. But being a kid watching this movie, like those dogs scared the hell out of me. I thought they, they looked scary. They they you know what they are, animals. right? They're what? They're wild pigs. Uh, there are Rottweilers. Yes, with masks. Yeah. Um, so it, there's a, an old classic horror film you might have seen, Attack of the Killer Shrews, um, which <laughs> they did on uh, oh. Mystery Science Theater, if you ever watched that show. Um, but yeah, so what you do is you get a Rottweiler, you put it in a, a rug, like from Ikea or something, with <laughs> oh a plastic God. mask on it. Are you serious? But the thing is that there is actually, I mean, like, if you've, if you've ever um, taken a Rottweiler for a walk in real life, it's like a small horse, you know, like these things will definitely mess you up. And on the set, they were all um, the animal trainers. They had to keep the cast and crew away from these dogs, apart from in the shoots, because they were just like manic guard animals. And like Rottweilers are, are really nice dogs. We used to have them when I was uh, very, very young. And they were, if they trust you, they're very gentle and very loving, but they're some of the most vicious dogs you can get otherwise. Wow. Well, they did a really good job on that because they were very scary. Yeah. And you, you know what? You can actually, they, you, one thing I did enjoy about this film, I mean, I'm not into all fantasy films, so I, you know, but this one watching, um, mm. just the costume, the, the special effects for that time. I mean, they were amazing for that time. Mm. I mean, people, if you watch it today, they're like, ah, oh, that's so cheesy. But I mean, I mean, like just that example what you said about using the rock waters. I was uh, saying to so I was saying to the person I was watching it with because I didn't watch it with boy. I watched it like a week ago. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I yeah. saw it. So, um, but basically, I was saying to that person that like I was amazed at the costume design mm -hmm. because of the fact that the limitations of these actors themselves, because a lot of them were small actors. Right, right. And so. Mm -hmm they obviously have to have these costumes custom designed. So I felt like the costume design even stepped it up even further because they could have easily just thrown them in like a sack, you know, but they actually took time to like tailor them properly mm, and yeah. actually make them look good, even for like the background characters. No, that's what made the movie very uh, realistic. See, I mm. worked in films. I, worked, I, I used to subtitle films for all these major scene films Freddie, is there any job that you haven't done? You know what? Be, be, look at I'm a I'm a hustler. If if, if you're from LA, I'm on my grind, man. Hey, you gotta work. Hey, you're from LA. You gotta. Hey, you if something comes down, you gotta push it up. You know, you gotta go up and do something. So yeah, you know, you know what? Being here, I've always been mm -hmm. that if a job ends, I'm ready to take off and learn something else. That's just yep. the way I have been, and I've been Absolutely. very fortunate and very. Um, in the right moment that I've been able to do music and film. And when I had the chance to get out of the music industry and go into films, yeah, that was awesome because now I got to talk, I mean, I got to really work with directors, 
film, you know, from all budgets, you know, mm. and watching this, I, I could appreciate it. it was beautiful. The, the background, the lighting, mm. the, uh, it's very course, practical. Yeah. It's very, uh, you know, 35 millimeter. And then they used, you know, of course the, the high tech, the technology for the special effects, mm. especially when she's, she's, she's dying and you see it was like for me i've been painting and i was like wow that looks like a painting that's really mm. cool the way they did the whole you know spirit dying and yeah i think that's amazing how they see and that's what's cool because it's like it was it, it, something we if willow was filmed today everything yeah. would be green screen oh, like so totally. much of it would be green screen it'll be know? so detailed like too perfect you know yeah, those, yeah. those trolls no the god what are they trolls or goblins that was yeah, in that trolls. little trolls they would be CG characters. You know oh, yeah. for a fact they'd be CG. Here, they just, there were, you know, costume people, man. And they look freaky and scary. Like, that's mm. what I love. And, you, it, you know, going back, this film also reminded me of The Empire Strikes Back, The Forest. Yeah. It, it, it kind of replicas, it looks similar. Like, wow, the forest looks so real. And just the, the, the you know, I don't know. And it's gray and it's cold and it's dirty. Um, yeah, and it's uh, dirty and it's... <laughs> You I, like the term, don't you? I, I like it, yeah. Uh, but it's it's all um, it's filmed, as you probably know, in New Zealand and quite yeah. close to where we are now. Wow. Uh, I'm just going to go off on a bit of a rant, if that's okay. No, yeah, go uh, for it. Yeah, okay. So the beginning of the um, the beginning of the film in the Peck village. Peck. 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 Um, that is filmed in a place called Brockett Hall, uh, which is north of London in Hertfordshire. So wow. Brockett Hall was home to Elizabeth I's personal, like, royal bodyguard. And later on, it was the home to the second Viscount of Melbourne. Isn't that a great wow. name, Viscount Melbourne? Viscount um, Melbourne, He was Queen Victoria's prime minister. Um, so you might know in this country the queen allows us to have a democratic government, which is really nice of her. Yeah, she's got a sword and everything, so don't fuck with her, okay? <laughs> oh, wow. She's a tough she woman. Hey, don't fuck with her, man. She's got a sword. <laughs> hey, here comes the queen. Look out. <laughs> um, so, Watch yeah. uh, so he was uh, prime minister <laughs> to Queen Victoria. Uh, his wife was Lady Caroline Lamb, and mm. she cheated on him. She had an affair with <gasps> one of our favorite one of our boys. favorite boys, <laughs> Lord Byron. <laughs> what? Uh, you might, yeah, you might know um, poet, raconteur, um, mercenary soldier. He's one of our favorite kind of like authors, and of course, he hung around with Mary Shelley. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And Percy Shelley, who, as you know, wrote, wrote Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's just an interesting little bit of like. They filmed there, and it's an interesting little like microcosm of British culture, but also because of how like um, it's very proper and you know very sort of like oh yes this is Brockett Hall, <laughs> but also they're all absolutely just loody. Lady Lamb, uh, who lived there, she once had a birthday party for her husband, and uh, all the guests were sitting around, you know, very fine like evening wear with like the black tie and everything. Yeah, um, they're all sitting around, and then uh, they sort of like the servants came in and they were like. And now the special dish, and they bring in this giant, you know, like covered silver dish. Yeah. And they bring it down, they put it in front of uh, Viscount Melbourne, the prime minister of the country. And they lift the lid off the dish. And underneath is Lady Lamb herself. 
completely naked. What? Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the hell? What? I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen like Downton Abbey or Pride and Prejudice, things like that. But can you imagine just being there with everyone, like the Queen being there? And it's oh, just like what a the lady like... the hat. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wait, well, so what were they supposed to do? Like, were they supposed to like eat sushi off of her or something? Or, or... <laughs> I don't think sushi existed. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think sushi. Know, would I think Fuji existed. Who is supposed Or like, they supposed like, to. like, you can eat my salad if you want. Yeah, like, was that what it was supposed to be? Like, they were supposed to have their way with her or whatever? I, like, I, I was that what was, that was? I'm ready for a painting. For a painting? It was more like. How can you say the, the Victorians, you know, people think of them as very, um, very staid, very sort of uptight kind of people. But of course, because they repressed themselves so hard, right. all of their urges came out in all these weird ways. So it was quite common for Victorian men to have their wives and their children, but also to have a mistress. Or a second one. Yeah, and just be, <laughs> and be quite open about it. What was well, it? Be, oh, it's like today. Mind, right? Is that what that is? It's like today. And similar, similar, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Freddie. No, it's like today too. I mean, it would, it's like, you know, these people. It, well, tell that to Kim and Kanye or Will, <laughs> tell that to Will Smith. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't seem too happy about it. I know. Um, Did you see his face? By the way, it's another story. Oh, but man. Oh, his man. face I, is I, like, I, huh? It's a great face, but oh, I man. Know. You know, it's, know. It, yeah, that's interesting. Thanks a lot for sharing that. That's awesome. <laughs> no problem. It's, it's just like, you know, Victorian society. Yeah. Um, like, so people thought that they were very upset like that. I will also say uh, Lord Palmerston as well, who was prime minister in 1860. Uh, he died on the property. Uh, he died whilst having sex with one of the chambermaids on a pool table. What? What? <laughs> Can you imagine losing it? You're alone in the pool table. Like, oh, thank you very much. Whole new name. And then the prime minister of the UK wow. just collapsing on top of you dead. <laughs> oh my God. What was the... Uh... How did they, they did they announce it like that? <laughs> well, I mean, it was 1860, so I guess they had to. You know, they said that um, uh, they are uh, what's it called? They covered uh, it up. I know they did. They were like, uh, when you when you were caught in flagrante, um, uh, or you, they say in French like um, uh, dead in the saddle. Dead in the um, saddle. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so that is a story of some lewd and rude British people who lived in the same place, the grounds of which they filmed, the Peck Village. Yeah. Wow, that's called, interesting. They're not called Pecks, Pecks what are they called? I can't remember. Well, they didn't, no, they didn't have, they didn't have a name, right? Didn't they just they, called them as Pecks. The right? humans were Daikini. Yeah, they but- did They did have a name because Peck was a derogative term. Yeah, it was, it was a but I don't think they ever revealed what they were actually called, right? They just hmm. referred to them getting as Pecks. messages. Okay. Yeah, I think it was just referred to as Peck. I don't think they were ever anything else. Like, like mm. it's cool because it's like right in the beginning, like it starts off fast. So you get the mm. beginning part where we mentioned about like the, the, the midwife is what takes the baby because they know this baby's going to die if you don't take. So the midwife runs off with her, sends them off right, in yeah. the and then Willow, actually his kids find the baby and willow's like don't touch it's a human no yeah, daikini yeah. baby like leave it alone push it back like that that you know that's why i say he's a jerk and then right away his wife finds it what's her name kaya nakara uh the wife's name i don't yeah, know yeah they're called nelwins nelwins oh that's they actually do have uh, a name. Sorry. so yeah so his wife wants to like basically like a puppy wants to keep it 
and falls in love. And then that's when they go. And Willow's trying to be like a great what a magician or a sorcerer. What is he trying to be? Both. So okay, so like um <laughs> in uh in Dungeons and Dragons, I would argue that he is a wizard because okay. he has to learn his spells through incantations, right? Yeah. So you have you have sorcerers in which magic is born flowing out of you naturally, and wizards are people who have to like learn book smarts to it. But what I like in this film is that there's a very fine line between actual magic and um, stage magic. You know, like sleight of hand. Yeah, because that's what he's doing as in the presentation, right? Yeah. He's actually doing magic where he's hiding the pig under, so he's doing that like. He lifts the and he does the magic, but then he's also trying to learn because that that other uh, the was it famous uh, Billy Bartley, the yeah. high high Elwin, right? Yeah. He does the he's like pick a finger, which finger does it? And then he's like, mm-hmm. and that's when he tells him he's like Willow, when you wanted a pick, he actually tells him he's like, well, I actually wanted to do I think like the pink ears or the thumb, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, what means like I don't know, I second guess myself, but mm-hmm. that was the correct answer if he would have went with his first decision he would have gotten it but what would have happened if he picked the right finger like what was the I th- point of that? I, th- I think the point was that on. he was going to become an apprentice of this yeah. grand yeah, wizard yeah. man to oh. learn from yeah um, Billy Bartley. so um, and also he's like pull my finger um, yeah <laughs> um, but when he's, he's doing like... when he's doing the trick with the pig in the background uh you had a picture of it earlier actually santos uh in the background to the left is peter dinklage peter dinklage he's there yeah Yeah. he's there i don't you had it on your your zoom background earlier i don't know if you can show freddy but as he's doing the pig trick he is on the left of the screen oh right there right uh, in the middle he's got a red and orange shirt with a beard yeah yeah. this one this one right here can you send send him um we had a picture picture. oh sorry we had a picture peter dinklage yeah yeah that's awesome see that's where he got his start before game of thrones an elf (laughs) He was in Willow. <laughs> and that's not even me. That's not even me being like, um, you know, everyone with dwarfism looks alike. Uh, that, I, that, I, that is him. I swear to you. That is I him. know. I, I, I stood up and took a photo of my TV and sent it. <laughs> All right. Um, well, here, the, the only way to find out if that's truly him is if he's listed in the cast. Even if he's uncredited as an extra, he should be there, right? I, I mean, there's, you've got to remember, there's there's over 200 people in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's just, and person. he's an extra, so he's not going to have an IMDb credit if he doesn't say one speaking line. He doesn't. So he's not, he just he's appears not gonna in the background. By the way, I'm watching, in, watching oh. is Billy Barty. He, uh, I recognized him too. I was like, oh, it's him. He's, I didn't know he was in this film. And he's been on some so many other films. Mm. He actually, uh, what passed away in two thousand. Yeah, he's he's one of the famous like little people. He was in UHF. Yeah. If you ever seen UHF, yes. I love UHF. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, uh, he's one of the, he's one of the like the famous uh, little people. Um, Kenny Baker's in that scene too. Yes, like because you get a lot. Uh, you also have um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tony Cox from Bad Santa. He's mm-hmm. he's in it, and then Phil. Friday, Friday, I can I can't I'm bad with names. Friday Dark Girl, he plays Von Card, the 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 ultimate warrior in the in the group. Remember, he's like you can't let him go. He's like I'll go. And then Phil like, no, Fondancaro, yeah. that guy, Phil Fondancaro. Yes, him. He's also a famous one. He was in Ghoulies too. Uh, okay. So you got a lot of good like little like famous little people in this movie. And of um, course, also, Warwick um, Davis, the most yeah. famous one. <laughs> 
Warwick Davis's wife, um, if you want to pick her out, in the scene where they go into the uh, village his council. Rice. Yeah, his real life. <laughs> not his, the wife. Not his stage. Um, his real life uh, wife. Oh, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? His real life wife. Life wife. Um, in the scene where there is the council chamber where they decide what to do with the baby. Right. You'll see a guy coming down from the loft on a rope pulley. And uh-huh. to the right of him is a woman in a blue dress. And that's Warwick Davis' wife. Yeah. His actual wife in oh. real life. He met her on this Were film. They, wow. Oh, okay. Oh. That's what I was going to ask you because he was yes. 21 when they he was made 17 this movie. when he filmed Willow. 70, oh, he, 70, I thought he, he was 17, 17 he, when they started. When they started yeah. Willow, yeah. Oh, but okay. obviously, it took a while to film. I don't know Willow. why I thought he was 21. I was. I guess I was wrong about that. And they're still so together. About, right. He was there's... 16 when he did Star Wars. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars was the first film. Wait, that... he was 16 he... when he did Wicked? I believe so. Because... He looked like he was like 10 or like nine. <laughs> no, because that's how um he was like, not scouted, but like that's how they saw him and yeah. they wanted to do this film, making him the star of the film. Yeah, the film was written for Warwick Davis rather than the other way around. By the way, he looked great in that film. The big, you mm-hmm. know, his big face on the big screen. I mean, mm-hmm. he just looked a very pleasant. I mean, I, he just smiled that guy. It's like, hey, what's up, man? You want to smoke a joint? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's um, go to the forest. Warwick Davis's father-in-law is also in the film, and that's who he started. Wow, his whole family. Yeah, pretty much. So it's like, uh, that's like us fun. Mexicans. Hey, Tia, you want to be in the film? Yeah. I got another role. <laughs> hey, Tia, you want to be in the film? I'm making hey, Coco. Get in. Yeah. Hey, Coco and Pachuca, get in the film. I, I had an uncle who was in Sands of Anarchy when they had this wedding with like those like no way. Mexican uh, biker gang or whatever. He, yeah. Him and his friends, they played like the the extras at the wedding because they look like, uh, you know, the cholo with the big ass mustaches and all no. of that. So <laughs> I was, yeah. uh, you know, uh, another wedding, another wedding came out of this film uh, was Val Kilmer and Joanne Wally. They what? married. Yeah. 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 For how um, long were they together? Wow. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know how long they were together well, because that's, I'm pretty that's sure not when really. He, yeah. <laughs> that's not really the point. I'm pretty sure when he became Jim Morrison, he was like, "Forget you. I'm gonna be Jim Morrison. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm ride Jim the Morrison, snake. Baby. Let's ride the snake to the lake, baby. I'm the I'm the lizard king, baby. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's Mick Jagger, isn't it? <laughs> um, sorry, that's Mick Jagger. Um, and he got he got all fresh with her when she was like in the in the movie part. Remember? Because yeah. like they they. He accidentally gets that like little spell on him, right? And, yeah. and the love dust, yeah. Yeah, the love dust, and the she's asleep dust. in her nighty, and he's all like, just like trying to already get all fresh on mm-hmm. her, like, what the hell, like, and then, but she was all like, kind of like, mad, but kind of like, you're attractive, so I don't mm-hmm. know, you know. And then he runs away, I love you, you know. And it's just like, and then she falls in love because during that whole battle sequence, she's just walking around, just watching him, all amazed of. How She's awesome! Like, oh that my he, god, he's he takes, so cool. Yeah, but and he is great. He is he is legitimately a great swordsman. It's just that like he doesn't look like one. <laughs> but he took on a whole army because yeah. there's that part where they need to defend themselves in that little mm. castle because that's where like all the people were what frozen into stone or turned into stone or something, right? Yeah. What was up with that? They, I mean, those are real people, like real yeah. actors in big plastic shells. I, I see. I don't understand why they were turned that way because they don't say that, but they do see like the poop and they're like, oh, trolls. Did mm. the trolls turn them or trolls are just there? But I know yeah. like that's when they're like 
they're trying to fight off this military and he literally does home alone. Like he starts building traps, setting everything. And when they come, they like, he takes down basically a whole army and it's Mm. amazing how they, how he does it. And then Willow is fighting these trolls that turn into these big monsters. And they have one of the funny scenes of this film Mm -hmm. where He's like standing there and all like the the knights, they stop, they look at him and then they run off scared. And he stands there very like, it's like Indiana Uh Jones, like, all right, yeah. Yeah. And he turns around and he runs out with them and they're all like, what the hell? And then he looks and he's like, oh crap. And then he back, like, I love that scene. Um, And isn't that kind of the theme of the movie is that like um, Val Kilmer, everyone, um, Mad Martigan, what's his name, Mad Cardigan? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mad Mardigan, but we Mad, kept we calling could... him Mad Cardigan. Mad everyone, Mardigan. Uh, yeah, everyone sort of like looks down on him and they're disrespectful mm-hmm. to him, but um, he makes it happen himself. You know, same with Willow. Everyone's just sort of like dismissive of him. But yeah, he does the job, man. He works it all out. That's um, just while we're talking about it, that Hydra thing in the castle. Yeah. Um, that physical effect of polymorphing the troll and it turns inside out oh that's nasty that horrified me as a kid because it looks like this big sweaty bollock (laughs) (laughs) like and and like he boots it like into the um water yeah a little water and in the script that hydra now you might um you might already know this because you remember you guys were talking about this in your hook episode yeah that hydra is called ebasisk Ebasisk? Ebasisk? Yeah. Guess this one. Yeah, Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel. Whoa! Ebasisk. Ebasisk. Oh. That's got to be, be it, right? That's got to be it because they, <laughs> they, I don't know if this is true or what, but like um, George Lucas and Ron Howard really didn't appreciate the Roger and Ebert's opinions. Um, Gene, was it, yeah, it, um, so. It, were they on TV or was it on a newspaper column? Those guys, I grew up with those guys. I would yeah. watch on my Channel 7 and pretty much there were critiques about movies. You're talking about from the 70s and 80s until they, they died. They both are now, they passed away like sure. 10 years ago. But um, yeah, they were, you know, they were like the, oh, if these guys say this is a good movie or not, you know, yeah, that's what... That's how you would you make your opinion, but it was stupid. I mean, critiques are critiques, and I, you you got to go and see your movie yourself. But they were like the the big 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 time people who were uh, like people you know, trusted them. People yeah. trusted them, so whatever they said, that that would make or break a film, and it sucks. Yeah. And and that's what I hate because it's like, dude, like there's so many movies that I love that critics would be like, that's garbage, mm-hmm. and and it happens all the time. And that's most a lot of directors and producers hated Siskel and Ebert, you know, uh, because they were ones that you couldn't like uh, try to uh, pay them off. Like being like, oh, let's take them out to dinner. Let's try to get them to like love our movie. Like, you know, no, isn't it gonna... sad? Isn't it sad that everything is about money? You got these guys who are out there and if they, they make it or break it, hey, man, you, are you going to go? And it's so easy because humans are like, hey, you're going to go see that movie. No, man, Ebert said it sucked. Okay, I'm going to go see the other movie. Easy. <laughs> Yeah. Lost, lost revenue, right? Yeah, exactly. And that, that, and th- I know this movie, uh, even though it made money, it wasn't as big as a hit that it was expected when it was supposed to come out. I mean, when it came out, so it was one of those. Well, they're but supposed to be making a TV show of it. Really? Oh, uh, I don't know if it's going to be like a streaming platform exclusive, but from the sounds of it, it's going to be a Netflix TV show. 
You well, guys get get ready for this. You guys. Well, ready for well, this? let me let me let me just read you off a quote from Mr. Ron Howard himself. Yeah, Recently, ahead, he was a guest on Sirius uh, Radio Show Andy Cohen's show, and he said, "I was in a two-hour story meeting last night. The writer John Kasdan is leading the charge. They have a great group of writers, and it's very active development. The scripts are going great. They so they have to get through the season and the budget and so forth. There's no green light there yet." But I'm very optimistic about it. I love his take on it. Nice. So that's nice. that's that was an update from Ron Howard. Uh, recently, that's the the so what we have. It hasn't been greenlit yet, but they, I think I think Disney just wants to have uh, some scripts. They want to have stuff, and if it and if they love it, they'll greenlight it, and they'll be like the Mandalorian on Disney Plus, and we'll finally have a sequel. And yes, it, it's not going to be a reboot. It will include Warwick Davis, and hopefully, you know, Mr. Peter Dinklage could be in it. That'd be great, <laughs> you know. But it, it it it'd be it'd be awesome. I mean, I know they do have. Uh, I think they're called Mag- Magnas. Mag- Magnas. They're like comics but they're they're like the um, what they have like in in japan or whatever like oh, mangas. mangas mangas yeah um they they have them uh i think or or maybe no you know what i'm actually thinking of a labyrinth no uh okay. they have okay. um actual novels books and the right. books uh are sequels to the films they have three books and it's basically the the two characters what what's the name mad martigan and what's yeah. her character's name uh they get married or sasha sorsha yeah Sorcia, and they have yeah. a they have a kid but they die like the parents die and then it's okay. the kid who grows up and willows with them and so on. i honestly i can't even remember what the hell it was because i know i read it not too long ago not the actual books but what the books <laughs> were about but yeah. i know uh people kind of like trash the books but they were supposed okay. to be a continuation of the story. And there's three actual novels uh, you could find on Amazon about it. And so they have like a sequel. Um, but yeah, the other thing I was talking about was Labyrinth. They created mm-hmm. a whole series of mag- yeah. magas or whatever magnums. I don't know how to say it. Japanese uh, anime. Yeah, <laughs> and they were huge. They were actually popular. Um, and it, it continued the story of Toby as growing up. But yeah, uh, with Willow, um, again, uh, oh, what I like about it is like, you know, well, well, all right, let's let's talk scenes. What was your favorite scene? Okay. So we'll go down. So ladies first, what was your favorite scene? <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, my favorite scene was the two old women fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, what was good about that scene? It was mainly because, like, I, being British, like, I've seen old women like that in, like, care homes fighting mm-hmm. like that. So, but obviously not the magic, but, mm-hmm. like, the, the... Well, a bit of the magic. The bit rudeness between them and, like, yeah. the fighting between them. No, I like after a certain point, they, they blow out or they run out of spells, and then they're just like, I'll fight you myself, you big bitch, and they just start throwing hands at each other and just <laughs> punch each other in the face like they're out of it. Um, but they're both um, stage actresses, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so they'd been on the West End in London. And maybe that's why they've got this like theatrical manner to them. Do you notice how um, Bav Morda, the evil queen, under her robe, she was covered in bandages like an Egyptian mummy? Yeah, she looked like Munra. What was up with what was up with that, man? Well, I'm 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 assuming they were fans of Thundercats. So mm. because she looked like Munra. Have you seen yeah. th- have you ever seen Thundercats? That's yes, what she, that's what she looked like. Oh, the yeah, whole yeah. robe. 
the 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 uh, the the garb that looks like a mummy like i swear yeah. like that i feel like someone was watching thundercats and said you know what that's a cool costume we'll just make it instead of red we'll make it blue mm-hmm. and she'll be freaking boom that the, will make her like that look like mummer because i don't know why she looked like a mummy but they wanted her <laughs> to have this awesome look I, you know i think that's that's one of the things that's so compelling about this film is that it doesn't explain it all to you because you're seeing it from Willow and Mad Martigan's perspective, right? Yeah. So you're 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 a stranger in this world as much as he is, and similar to say like The Hobbit, for example, you've got Willow who's uprooted from his nice, you know, rural pastoral idyllic life, and thrown out into this world which is violent and scary and mysterious, and there's all this stuff going around, like um, Mad Martigan's friend Eric, yeah, the blonde guy. Oh blonde yeah. Guy. Like they they know each other, um, and they just like they are for some reason they he looks like a Viking, but he's got like Greco-Roman armor, and uh, in a Rare Weapons Watch as well, he has that uh, like bladed gauntlet thing, uh, which my that's called a Danpata, and that's actually a Mughal uh, Indian weapon. Oh really? So it's from yeah, it's from the dynasty in the north of India and Pakistan that kind of era. And they fought with these like bladed gauntlet kind of things that would fit over your hand. They look like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's the same thing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I swear, when I watch that, I, he looks like Jake Busey. He looks, you know who Jake Busey is, right? <laughs> he looks just like him. I yeah. was like, I thought that's how it was him when I was a kid. I'm like, he looked like the same guy. Like when I, as I got older and you would watch him, like, oh, well, I've seen him. He, he's the same dude. Look. He, you know, he's in a uh, freaking Starship Troopers. That guy was in Willow, in which obviously mm, he would be too yeah. old, young to be in it. Um, uh, you know who I love because you're speaking of costumes earlier that you were talking yeah. about. Um, I know we'll get back to our favorite scenes, but I just want to bring sure. up. I think his name. What? What was his name? God damn it! I had it right here too. Um, he was the. He had the mask that mm-hmm. the he was the Grind, Grindas or whatever uh, main knights. Yeah. The mask. What's that was a general kale. There you go, Kale. Yeah. Uh like I, I hate I hate Kale. It's disgusting. I, I used to think <laughs> I used to think that was his face. Like in until <laughs> that scene, you know, yeah. they obviously break it off. But throughout the movie watching it, I do remember thinking, man, he looks scary because he look at his face. That's his real face. You and recognize I, that you know who that guy is, right? I you know, in um, which oh, Indiana Jones film? Yes, Indiana Jones. He's the one yeah, that he, like. He's got the. He's got a very attractive shaven head, like, a, like a certain <laughs> gentleman I know who's got a very style. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's the the giant uh, German guy who fights with the plane that's like circling around. The the propeller is the thing that he kill because kill, he he ducks yes. right and he kills him right. Yes, yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. So, same guy. So, all right. So, boy, what what's your favorite scene in this film? Um, okay, so I think that like the the kind of parts um, that I wanted to touch on anyway, and we'll do it now. The Nokmar Castle, the big evil castle, mm-hmm. uh, that is actually filmed not too far from where we are in Wales, UK. Yeah, um, and this is a big slate quarry, which has been on lots of different films. It's been in Doctor Who look, because it looks like an alien planet, doesn't it? I mean, um, so that was kind of interesting for us to find out that um, it was filmed not far from us. And um, this whole sequence where they sort of like pull up in front of it and um, 
Bavmord is turning everyone into pigs and she's like yeah pigs, all men are pigs <laughs> and then um on the set they actually brought in like 200 live pigs uh but the problem was they brought in 200 live pigs some male and some female um <laughs> and and so yeah you can see where this is going they're um, going to gucci gucci's yeah, um, gucci, uh fun fact for listeners did you know freddie morales a pig's orgasm can last up to an hour. Oh my Whoa. god. <laughs> De, de veras, una hora. <laughs> wow. Dame esa pildura, por favor. Um, so, like, yeah. so, so no wonder they were trying to go at it, right? Wow, um, so, one hour. That's so these pigs were trying to go at it all the time and they had to like throw buckets of water on them and <laughs> try and like chase them around because when they were trying to film these pig transformation scenes, um, but all of those prosthetics and things, they were all done on site. So everyone had traveled from little like oh. um, guest houses, bed, you know, bed, bed and breakfast. What are um, bed and breakfast? Do you have those? Yes. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. You know, you know when you're like a guest house. Kind of. So they one did... right, right now. Oh, cool. No, um, they, they, <laughs> they do all of those physical pig effects on site. So they're doing all of those in tents and caravans and i think that's a fantastic achievement just to pull that off. wow because in like you saw how like gray and bleak it looked that's how that's how our country looks that's how our country looks 90 percent of the <laughs> that's time the that we live in. you know what i'm imagining that you guys are just saying that and then i'm gonna go over there and it's beautiful the sun is out you know and no but you guys always say that it's very it's the it weather is like that i love the well yeah yeah it's Here. one of the, the the rainiest places in the world. Wow! <laughs> yeah. no, I've only you're... I've only been there once out there. Uh, oh, yeah. When I was a kid, uh, we we won a trip through a game show that we were on with my family. It was yeah. called Pig and a Poke, and we went. And I okay. remember when we were out there, like my dad, we was driving because we got cars, and he had no idea how to get out of the roundabout. So we were stuck in the roundabout <laughs> oh for hours. So every time we went around, he'd be like, oh, look, there's Big Ben, there's Parliament. And we, he oh could just God. not get left. And every time, when we, like, I just remember <laughs> knocking out. And he's just, we were there for like hours, just stuck in the roundabout. We couldn't get out. I guess what we do is just drive around this circle here. Should be the second left exit. There's the hotel. Hey, look, kids, there's Big Ben and there's Parliament. Well, what year was that? 
No, that that's from European Vacation, National Lampoons. <laughs> that's actually from. He's the just movie. driving around London going. Da, 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 yeah, that's, if you've ever seen that. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was from the movie for where yeah. they, where they're first driving, and he's like, "Oh, look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament." He's like, mm-hmm. "All right," and then he he needs to make a left, and he can't. And then the whole the, that scene, it's nighttime. The 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 wife and the kids are asleep in the car, and he's just like crazy because he can't get on the left side um so yeah no i've never I, been honest i wanted i want to ask oh, boy man. a question in yeah. that area in that area where they filmed this are mm. there other films right now yes. well not right it's, now not right now due to the pandemic what i'm saying is that the lat i mean they're still filming in that area yeah um i think a little bit it's it's fallen out of favor we are um oh, okay up on my high horse again um <laughs> the bbc yeah uh, as you know, is is meant to be like a public institution. Right. So what they're doing it. right now is they are devolving. They were in the past, they were very London centric. <laughs> and a lot of people would think Britain is London. You know, that's you see the, the, the buses and Big Ben. But of course, there's much more to it. So what they're doing yes. right now is breaking the BBC up into regional centers. Okay. That we're going to have one close by. But the thing is that we don't benefit as much from the tax breaks that somewhere like, say, um, Canada or um, certain states in the US, you know, like Georgia, mm-hmm. um, where they, um, they have like, you know, funding and tax agreements. So it's, it's a really nice place to film, I think, is there's nowhere that really quite looks like that in the world. There are places, you know, like Iceland is very popular right now. Uh, New Zealand is a very popular place to film and that's where they yes. filmed the mountain scenes. Right, in this right. Particular wow. movie. That, that, that's, that, that's a beautiful scene there, by the way. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. It's, it's, it's a really, um, there are some really stunning places that you can We film. have like, a, like BBC is, has its own thing in Wales mm. and we have a specific dedicated one for Doctor Who because mm-hmm. Doctor Who is a Welsh show. Yes. It, it acts like it's yeah. London, but 90% of the time it's like from I, down yeah. the road. I grew, up, I grew up watching uh, UK films. Uh, okay. We had the UA, UHF <laughs> channels on, yeah. you know, back in the day, you know, um, and there was a show called Doctor Who and it was mm-hmm. the British version of it the mm-hmm. 19 mid 70s of it and it's crazy that it's still you know going on yeah. me being, going in, on. being from america and watching mm-hmm. that i mean i grew up watching you know benny hill that was my I, my introduction I, was benny hill to like the, the you know, uk broadcasting and stuff like that Where yeah like, well, what and, is this and all the UK shows, it's amazing. You guys have great shows that, I mean, look at the, you know, look at the office. <laughs> I mean, mm. all of that stuff. Um, I mean, it's a great show. So yeah, it's, it's interesting that, um, unfortunately, here in where I live, we don't have landscapes like you guys. We have mm. to go out to you to, to film those beautiful scenes. We have studios out here. So it's like, yeah, you know, our hills have homes and all that. They don't yeah. Have, the you only know. thing that's like out here that they film that's supposed to be scenery related would be Vasquez Rocks. And if you've okay. ever seen, have you ever seen uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Sure, sure. Okay, well, were they mm. were they going to throw them off the, that's, they also film Star Trek there. Uh, mm-hmm. They film like, so it's like this desert area. Mm. So that's like close to the like LA area. So that's what we have. But yeah, most scenery stuff, they travel out to go yeah. find those locations or it's a, it's a set. 
you know, like inside a big old studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't have that. You want a city? You want something? We got that. Oh, we got to go to New York. Dirty rats, yeah. big ass rats, as big as dogs. Yeah, you know but they're, I mean? they're not they're not gonna go down the Echo Park, dog, and be like, "What are they? We're gonna film this scene. Hey, we got the the right here, the 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 forest thing." Hey, yeah, the and if we got the taco, the, the taco lady in the forest, she just <laughs> comes out of nowhere and saves everybody. Oh, yeah. The magic taco. <laughs> you guys so, like tacos? You guys like tacos out there in the UK? Uh, I wish I could get one, man. They are they like. The, I'll send you some, homes. The carne asada. Yeah. Wrap it all up and nice. Uh... What you want, eh? <laughs> <laughs> when you got that one friend who used to be a drug dealer, you know, it comes all wrapped up in duct tape. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got your tacos, the carne asada, uh, you know. And plus your, your, your sativa and indica. Here you go. It's a party time. <laughs> Well, I mean, th- this is the thing, man, is, is that like um, in the UK, yeah. marijuana or cannabis is a class A drug. Meaning you can go to prison for a long time. Yeah, it's it's considered oh. to be the one of the most dangerous substances you can get your hands on. Are and you like, serious? Yeah. 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 It's 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 mad how um, it's it's on the same level as fentanyl or um, heroin. You know, yeah. these little cro- well, you about crocodile, how, you know, these yeah. drugs that, that like make your legs fall off. And stuff. <laughs> no, you know what's, God. this you is know, what's shocking about that. Cause like, I know me and Freddie could speak on this. Like with mm. me, I mean, my job is to deliver weed yeah. to yeah. people. That's what I to get pe- paid to do. To pe- I drive but, but to people Ooh. who need it, right? No, I mean, it's legal here. Okay. It's okay. legal. It, before we we did have, you had to have a medical card. Now it's actually legal. So yeah. that's, that's this what way. I do. It's like I having for- alcohol, you know, mm. now, now you can go and get weed, which is, it's changed so much, you guys, seriously. I mean, mm. I grew up where my friends were thrown in jail because they had weed in their car. Yeah. Or, you know, now it's like, you got win your car. Hey, pass it. But babe, yeah, I, have a trunk, I have a trunk full right. of it, you know, like yeah, I yeah. go around. It's... I mean, maybe I shouldn't say that because someone's going to try to track me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I'm like, saying... Look out for a Buick LeSabre license yeah. plate one, two. <laughs> yeah, I drive a no, Pinto. No, it's a 1979 Pinto. It's still yeah, running. Yeah, look for a Pinto. 1979. Dog. Ford, Ford. steering wheel. Like, hey. Yeah. Uh, I'll be leaning back like this in my car. What a little dog. Eh? <laughs> and it's got like, like the hydraulics. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, sorry, like, go on, go on. But it's crazy because it's like knowing what I am doing is like there where you're at, you you get thrown in jail like big time, like as in the level of heroin. Like it's mm-hmm. nuts of how caught, indifferent like, it. Wow. growing it, it's even worse. If you're yeah. caught, wow. like growing it in your house, they like basically storm your house, like full on head, like full on riot. Let me, now let me ask you, let me ask you this, since oh, we're yeah. both like, I mean, I take it for medical reasons and I didn't start taking it until I was in my 30s. I never took drugs when I was a kid. My dad and my parents were very struck with us. We grew up in the 80s with Nancy Reagan saying no to drugs. That was, you know, projected in our face. We didn't have social media, but you know what? We went to the movies and school, the school program had that. So I grew up in a, in a generation where you say no to drugs and you also did not have sex because we had AIDS. So I grew up in a society where it was... No, no, you got to be careful. So I waited on all that. I, you know, but as I started learning, my dad got cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like what the doctors were giving him with the incredible, amazing I mean, killer drugs that they were giving yeah. him. And yeah. we want, we want, we wanted another uh, uh, choice and option. And we did, we found, you know, this other uh, way of taking care and for sure of it, it was, it was uh, marijuana in, in yeah. liquefied. It helped him. It helped him 
it's pretty simple. My dad didn't make it, but it helped him ease his exit. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I look at it as a medical, you know, not just a, and then, you know what, especially with the, during the times that we are living right now, I mean, people need to chill out. And I think this mm-hmm. is the way better. I mean, but I wanted to know how you guys feel about it uh, in, in regards to that. Um, well, uh, this is not mad about Willow. We have like, hey man, pass that. Um, so, hey, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, we got to hear that, man. You promised us before <laughs> the show started we were going to hear Cholo talk. Where yeah. is the Cholo? Come on, this is your well, opportunity. Let's do it. This is an opportunity. Okay. Eh? Yeah, right now. Uh, let me just say, let's just, let's just clean it more. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good okay it's from the east side that's all you get um so uh we two are what you might call straight edge um i don't think we're as hardcore as that but like we, we do drink now and again a li- yeah so i mean like i'm gonna go out to see uh champions league football is back on um soccer to you guys um so i'm gonna go out with my friends and i might have like you know one or two drinks but that's gonna be my limit but otherwise we don't smoke we you know we don't sort of like do it so what i kind of think about it is regardless of what you think about a substance itself if it's in the hands of criminals as in like if you criminalize something then it's subject to gangs exploitation then there are cases in this country where they found grow operations being staffed by people who've been trafficked into the country illegally or by people who are underage as in like you know 12 year old people uh, being forced to manage grow operations what? so i feel like like whether you believe something is right or not and i know i know this is you know um not the platform for this kind of thing absolutely and i don't i don't mean to tell your listeners what to think at all i would just say in a similar vein to something like abortion it's gonna happen anyway so would it be better to have this thing controlled and regulated and have it it, being people who obtain it in a legal way because if you have to obtain drugs in a legal way it opens you up to all other kinds of crime yeah and especially gang related crime yeah i don't know how you guys feel about that but that's that's (laughs) kind of my um amateur perspective well Boyd did indulge in these things in his yes, uh, misspent yeah. youth as yeah. he keeps calling it yeah but i've never taken any sort of drugs that weren't prescribed to me so yeah. i have never wanted to it's never really been a desire specifically of mine to do that so yeah it's just i've i i support it being for medical purposes like freely but like when it comes to recreational purposes, it's a question that I have no answer yeah. to because I've not been involved in that. So I'd, I'd also say this: if if I w- if I um, walk down the streets, the main city centre of where we live right now, on a Friday or Saturday night in the you know normal times, if I walk down city streets past the nightclubs, I'm going to see people lying face down in the gutter. I'm going to see people throwing up. I'm going to see people fighting. And all of those people, all they've had is alcohol. Yeah. You know what I mean, I've never seen two stoners fighting each other on the street. <laughs> nah, they're, just, I'm, they're, they're fighting on where to eat. <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to go, hey, you want to see yeah. Willow again? Let's watch it, dude. There's part yeah. two. No, dog, I want to see the part two of Willow. Come on, <laughs> they just, um, so so that, that's why I kind of feel is that like okay. um, alcohol is massively destructive. 
to people who abuse it because that's a key thing right is, is that like you can abuse anything you can abuse sleep yes you know when you, you can when abuse you're food you can abuse mm-hmm. sex you can abuse friendship you can abuse mm-hmm. anything yeah yeah absolutely so i think and you have so- to have a limit yeah and so that's why I kind of feel like is that, you know, if, if people can abuse alcohol to that state, right. you know, when was the last time you heard about a stone guy crashing his car into a family? No. Never. You know, you know I live here. I live here on Melrose in Hollywood. Yeah. It's crazy over here. And most yeah. of the crashes are people not paying attention, watching their cell phones yeah. or drunk. Yeah. Not drunk. I, yeah. Seriously. I hate, I hate, I and I have like five, dis- and I have five dispensaries down Melrose. I live in a very... Mm. Melrose and Fairfax, very uh, Hollywood, you know, it's like the hippie kind of, hey, what's up, man? A lot of art here, dude. Yeah, stoner. That's us. Um, But yeah, you're right about alcohol. I mean, I've seen a lot of my uncles have passed. Why? Because of alcohol. They had cirrhosis and they passed. Very, very hard. It's very, hey, hey, what about Willow? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, this is this is a long time. We are in our own fantasy land right now. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll title this episode like Willow Concubines and Drugs or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so Freddie, what what was your uh, favorite scene in the movie? Bueno, a mí me gustó cuando la reina se estaba muriendo y se hizo como una un ángel que se fue muerta. Un ángel, muy bueno. Uh, translation i uh, i like the part where um <laughs> that whole transition she's dying and just yeah. you know, like that whole area looked mm. very dark and you saw red and like i said i was just i've been painting and that looked to me like a painting and not only that i started thinking about the technology they used for that so i, mm. I enjoyed that part it was and, the first time they used it wasn't it they they used yeah. it on terminator 2 yes um, morphing but this whole morphing uh, sort of technology yes, the morphing um, i don't know if you you saw how they did it but basically what they did is that they did every other um what you, yeah what was it like the cell what is it what do you call it like in the negative of the film so when they were transposing the two images together they had oh yeah i see that tra- so so it was going like inverting. One, yeah so you had one track going one three five seven and then the other one going two four six eight yeah. That's how they put the two together. Yeah, layers. So yeah, the, when I saw that, because I, I know about layers and, and all that, I just view, seeing it in my eyes and going, wow, that's amazing how they did mm. that back then. Yeah. It looked beautiful. It looked really cool. And yeah, so that was my nice scene. And I, the whole movie just looked enjoyable to see. And it mm-hmm. sounds good on the iPad with your headphones okay. on, by the way, because I, like I said, I didn't see it in the, in the movie theater. Yeah. I got to see it here in my iPad and I really enjoy it. the soundtrack sounds really good and the sound effects so you know yeah and you know who did the soundtrack right uh I was uh I, I had it I knew we were gonna come up with it I know I know I know you know but I'll just say for our listeners yeah say it it was uh James Horner mm-hmm. um who was absolute genius like uh, same guy who did the music for Braveheart, Santa. You probably know. There you go. Oh yeah, like, Braveheart. Like, 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 yeah, because you you it. needed a guy like that for the landscape of this movie. It just mm-hmm. you know it takes you. You needed that the whole you know that whole orchestra sound. And by yes. the way, Tony Cox was in the film. You know Tony Cox. Who was that? Tony yeah, Cox. I mentioned him earlier. He was from Bad right? Santa. Yeah, Bad yeah, Santa. yeah. By the way, okay. Oh yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There he was in it too. So it was enjoyable to see him too as well. Is that your alarm? I don't know. Okay, someone is calling me. Hey, not right now, eh? Hey, come on, man. <laughs> um, uh, we will be having to end it soon uh, because I, cool. I have to go 
to work. But um, yeah, with Willow, I mean, I know we there's certain things we missed out. The brownies, you know, the it's cool. I oh. did have something to say about that. Yeah, so, okay, you don't go, go and tell us. I will quickly talk about it. So brownies in the UK is an actual mythological creature, mm. oh. but it's also the name of a like you call them Girl Scouts, but we called them uh, Girl Guides here. Mm. But one of the subdivisions of girl guides is called brownies and it's for seven to 10 year old girls. Mm -hmm. And I obviously being a girl was involved in brownies when I was mm -hmm. a kid. And I, oh. I didn't, I, I wouldn't say I didn't like it, but it was very much, we never had to sell like cookies. I know you yeah. guys like have this thing about girl oh, scouts. It's, cra it's crazy over here. Hey, girl scouts cookies, come on down. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we had to earn badges and our badges mainly were revolving around the community. And one of the badges I prominently remember doing mm -hmm. was we had to go to an old people's home and give them Christmas presents. Oh, that's nice. So it was kind of that's a cute. thing of like, we had to work within the community. Um, when my wow. mum was a little girl, she was involved in brownies as well. Mm -hmm. And they were primarily focused then on teaching girls the very stereotypical things of mm. being a young girl, like how to clean clothes and how to iron Cook and how and to clean, clean yeah. the house and wow. just weird things like that. You've got badges for like making toys and stuff mm. when you, in those days. So wow. it was very it's evolved over time yeah. and also it used to be a very heavily religious organization yeah. right but because we live in a very diverse society now with a lot more religions they've only recently like changed that and mm -hmm. like we used to have the pledge allegiance to god basically mm -hmm. when you did wow. <laughs> so you basically promised to follow the brownie law which was basically that you would do good, <laughs> good deeds every day yeah and that you abide by the queen and god yes and so <laughs> so the the brownies are like an extrajudicial enforcement agency <laughs> who swear allegiance to the queen directly mm -hmm. and so the only pe person that can question a brownie guide when they see them out on the street you know like helping old ladies and stuff they just say i answer only to the god to god yeah. and to the queen <laughs> yeah, those are the the only damn man so these little kids have, hold higher power power than most that's well, awesome. I don't know. I don't know if they can enforce <laughs> it or what. But yeah, they they pledge allegiance directly to the queen herself, in yeah. the same way that, like the wow. army did. So <laughs> that can be your exclusive, uh, Santa. Sorry to interrupt you, but that can be your exclusive. Is that on this episode you have a real life brownie? There we go. And I mean, we do uh, over here. We do call them brownies. Um, there are Girl Scouts, okay. but the brownies are the little girls. And I was in. I remember I was in high school, like late high school, with my girlfriend. We were into the mall. Mm -hmm. And there was this sticker. We went to this store called Spencer's. I know you would know what it is, Freddie, where they have like the band shirts and like cool stuff, what, mm -hmm. whatnot. And there was this, these stickers and I saw one and it said, I got kicked out of the Cub Scouts for eating a brownie. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't wow. get it. And then my girlfriend at that time, uh, she's <laughs> like, she looks at me. He's like, you, he's like, you don't get it. I'm like, no. He's like, well, brownies that's what they call the girl scouts but you know the younger ones and i'm like oh and i laugh but then i'm like wait what am i isn't that supposed to be <laughs> yeah, a little kid yeah, like that yeah, doesn't yeah. make any guy this is nasty what are you talking about so the kind yeah. of stuff that just doesn't fly today yeah all. and i was like the hell i mean i was like oh that's nasty it's all talking about a little boy with a little girl like what but i mean 
you know, now it'd be like, what the, that wouldn't be made today, but it's like, yeah, know, but rightly so. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? So that's my introduction to what brownies were because mm. of that. And anytime brownies get brought up, it always reminds me of that weird ass joke that was like, what the hell? Like, yeah, <laughs> but we do call them brownies, just the little ones out here. Mm. And then, yeah, but brownies in the movies, yeah. uh, they were cool because every now and again, it, you know, that's where the green screen is, but it, mm-hmm. it doesn't look bad it actually looks pretty good and that's yeah i think so. the comic think relief of the movie you got the kevin pollack plays one of the brownies and it's it's a mm-hmm. it's a fun movie um we have to be you know towards the end ending because it's like oh please yeah absolutely you go ahead no 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 um so uh but before uh, uh we end that it's a uh, willow it's a uh, a great film if if you guys had to since we have you know guests on if we had to would would we recommend this movie to people to tune in uh they could watch it on disney plus i i would personally i would tell people to check it out it's a great fantasy film very underrated it's a good film warwick davis does an amazing job as the lead and all with val kilmer playing you know it's it's a good movie it's effed up because you got this evil queen bab morda (laughs) who is so obsessed with this power and wanting to get rid of this little mm-hmm. baby that she's even willing to kill her own daughter. Like yeah, that's what's yeah. crazy. When there's that big old fight scene at the end, she's literally f- fleeing her to these spikes on a wall. And the good witch, you know, Glenda or whatever her name is, a uh, the uh, she Glenda. stops. Yeah, <laughs> she's wicked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she stops her like and saves her from like being murdered you know by her own mom and like that whole battle fight scene at the end and willow like it's it's uh uh the whole setup you know like i love the setup where like they do something where they it, it's it's plot and and it's set up and i forget what the term is called but where you see something so so small that doesn't really you think it means nothing it's just another scene in the movie mm-hmm. but then all they're doing is they're planting it you know and then okay. it's finally revealed as like holy crap this actually meant something more and it's the scene where willow in the beginning he's doing the magic trick and yeah. he fails at it because the pig yeah. gets out and that one jerky dwarf is mm-hmm. an asshole like and he's like ah you know laughing at willow he's just a mm-hmm. huge jerk to willow and then at the end he uses that same trick to trick the freaking evil evil witch or whatever because yeah, he yeah. does the magic he's like i'm gonna send her away somewhere safe and he does the trick and it, mm-hmm. and that's where you see it works like holy crap so it was like this whole buildup of him doing magic where he sucks and then now he's mastered it and he actually mm-hmm. uses that to save this little girl so i, I really like that about the movie so for me i recommend this film for people check it out um so yeah so down the line we could go down the line uh recommend this film to peeps anybody <laughs> i think we definitely both would i think yeah. it's it's under it i think it's very similar to um is it horton here's a who where it's like a person's a person no matter how small yeah um and you might feel in life that like you know you can't really do anything you're small um people are down on you all the time but you can make your own little difference yeah yeah i like Ready? that yeah it's pretty much it's you know it's a story about not letting people push you around you having your own powers Mm. And having faith within your powers and then sharing that with the world and how you use it in a positive way. So it's a, I, I love the movie. I mean, I haven't seen it. Uh, I saw it just recently. Uh, go see it. Especially it's a good family movie, you know, mm-hmm. for yes. home and uh, good sound. You know, it looks good, sounds good. And it's a, it's a good, good, 
good movie. It's pretty good. Hey, yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was our somewhat review on Lore School or Look Back. That's no, it's what we look decided. Back. It's our look back. That's yeah. what it's we decided on. It's our, our look back. All right. Now, before we end the show, I got to do Song of the Week. So for me, Song of the Week this week, I was trying to find something that would relate to Willow or, you know, because I'm like, I always want to connect it in some way. And that be, you know, either the film itself, an actor, a story that relates to it in my life or, you know, the year it was released. Well, for me, I'm going to pick the year it was released. So in 1998, this is my introduction to one of my favorite artists, a female singer by the name of Bjork. And this okay. was her band before called The Sugar Cubes. It was released in 1998. The album it's called Life's Too Good. Now, for me, I, I mean, I could even do album of the week because I love this freaking out. I love Bjork. She has such a powerful, <laughs> powerful, powerful voice. And there's a bunch of amazing songs on here from Motor Crash to Birthday. I remember first introduced, being introduced to this band because I, I, I in high school, I love Bjork. And, and back when, like, with the internet, it was completely different compared to how it is now. You could easily find anything available now. Well, back when, it's just like, or you didn't have it. And Comedy Central used to show old, um saturday night live episodes like really old ones and i happened to watch one that matthew broderick was hosting and in okay. the big in the middle part the band part he's like all right and ladies and gentlemen the sugar cubes and i'm just sitting there and i'm watching and then i see bjork and i was like what the hell like i was like what is, i didn't know she was in a band before this you know and and it was amazing that i at that time i was trying to find some research of it but i couldn't you know it's like but I, as I got older, I, I learned about it. Yeah, she had this group, this band from, you know, Iceland. And they were amazing. I loved it. Like, and, and also I'm telling you, like, it was hard to pick a song. But for me, I'm going to go with um, Cold Sweat. But I'm thinking I'm going to give you the, the remix version that's on the album. Because it's even 10 times better than your intro. Think about the, the actual cold sweat song it's like the ice cream but the remix it's like adding whipped cream and a cherry on top with sprinkles it's still freaking good but this is just even better so yeah so this song of the week this week is going to be cold sweat by the band the sugar cubes who by the lead singer is miss bjork herself so there you have it ladies and gentlemen that's my song of the week this week also tune in to last week's song of the week produced composed and made by our very own freddie morales Amazing. Thank you very much. Thanks. Yeah, that was Robin. a banger, man. It reminded it made me think of like driving like in the desert at night. You oh know? wow. Oh, especially you know, like, guys, like, you guys have a cool beautiful landscape. Through, yeah. <laughs> right. And you hear and then you hear Robin Williams positive just message about life. Yeah, I can just it was just very um how you say evocative. Yeah, wow. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. No problem, no problem. Yeah. The only thing is, is that we we named it. You named it. I guess it's called spectacular. I, exactly. I forgot when you re, when you released the title. I was like, yes, that's what's the name. Because you know, I, I make these things, and I'm like, okay, I'm just I go on to the next thing, and I don't remember. Mm. I just it's like a you know. It's such a great beat. The the visuals work well with it too. And I love the part in the song where like, okay, you hear Robin Williams talking. And then the last thing he says is spectacular. Then right. boom, it kicks in again. Exactly. But every now and again, you hear him say spectacular exactly. with the beat. I thought it was great. It's such a, Thank it's you. a good song, man. So yeah, wow. so, so yeah. you have it then check check out that song also, check it out please, eh? turn it up <laughs> let's give some plugs right here ladies and gentlemen so let me pass it over to lore school podcast to to find them check them out too so let me pass it over to them okay cool uh thank you um 
thank you so much for having us on. It's been really nice um, to be able to to find this little community and find all these people who um, genuinely want to see you do well. You know, which is something you don't find in many in many fields in life. So uh, we hang out mostly on Instagram. Yeah. at Law School Podcast. We're not really um, big Facebook people. Um, <laughs> Freddie, you're no longer a Facebook person either, I understand. No, they kicked me up, but I had to bring up another <laughs> page, you know, because I do have followers on Facebook. This guy's I, too old. They just boot him off. You know, it's like... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't agree with Facebook. But so, um, yeah, I don't either, Inst- but... Instagram's the best place to find us. Okay. Uh, we are on all podcast RSS feeds, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you like. And uh, yeah, come hang out. Thank you so much. Definitely. It's been a pleasant to, uh, to uh, do this with all of you, sir. Thank it's you. been fun. Thank you so much. Yes. And it's, uh, yeah, Lore School. So it's not, because I know when I say it, it sounds like it's L-O-W-E-R. Hey, here comes this cholo, man. What's he talking <laughs> yeah. about? Hey, say it right. Lore School. Lore. Pronunciation. English. Lore School. You're going to grow a hard. you all right man so yeah so there you have it thanks again for being on the the first of our series of crossover episodes it's been great uh we not only uh just having them on they're uh friends of the show so they're they're amazing people uh boy and girl thank you again for coming on yes it's been great uh talking very little about willow and very much about everything <laughs> else in the world but no. that's what 88 is man exactly yeah. you learn you learn about different cultures and within movie it's yeah. like honestly it's like it was more about talking and getting to know lore school it was awesome but i think it's time to get into our delorean and travel back to the future <laughs> has been a Brothers Bear Network production.